Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Heather. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Anne Kinsley, owner of Play Toys, Books, and Gifts, which opened in the former Toys Etc. space this past March. With locations in Logan Square and Lincoln Park, the Andersonville location marks the third neighborhood for play. With more than 20 years of experience in the toy industry, Anne took her love for community and a reverence for childhood and created a well-designed space that inspires awe in children and adults. You can visit this community-minded shop at 5311 North Clark. Welcome, Anne. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? We're good. So we're all recording this via Zoom for this podcast, but are you located at the shop today or... I am. I'm in our original shop in Logan Square right now, which is the one closest to my home. So great. And we'll get started um, by you just sharing a little bit about your background. Um, Where are you originally from? Sure. I was born in the suburbs of Chicago, grew up in Wisconsin, um, went to school in Green Bay, St. Norbert, and um, lived in LA. I started in the toy industry in 1996. And um, was working for Brio, a wooden train company in customer service, doing basically like complaint calls. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, but worked my way up, moved to Los Angeles and did um, sales repping. And anyway, I've been in the toy industry so long. I've been a manufacturer. I've been a sales rep. And then when I moved back to Chicago 13 years ago, I started a consulting firm helping uh basically kind of toy companies that wanted to get their start in stores like this uh, going. And after a couple of years, looked around Logan Square and thought, hmm, I think it's it's, uh, ready for a toy store of its own. And then Play was born. So we'll be 10 years Labor Day weekend. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. We had a party planned, but obviously that's not going to happen anymore. (laughs) So... Just a party over Zoom these days, so. Exactly. Can you tell us, you know, a little bit more about your career path before play? Um, you had some bank experience in there? Oh, God, barely. Yeah, I was a teller at a bank right out of college for like <laughs> six months. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to get a job as a bank teller. I was not hired. <laughs> it's like I had to dress up. It wasn't for me. <laughs> well, I like how you worked that into your story, though, on the website. Um, it kind of just paints a picture of like two very different paths that you could go and and the one that you ultimately decided to pick. Um, So I think we're all curious, like you had just taken ownership of the former Toys Etc. location and we're kind of just starting to renovate and close and like introduce yourself to Andersonville and then COVID hit. So what has it been like for you as a small business owner with your third location, not only opening a brand new location and a brand new neighborhood to you, but also navigating the onset of a pandemic? How did that all go down for you? I mean, there is, there is no playbook for this, you know, (laughs) for anybody, but um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, we were so excited. I was so excited. I really felt like Andersonville was a good fit for us. it reminds me a lot of Logan um, in terms of the diversity and the, the really being culturally active and diverse and cool and fun. And um, 
So I was super excited that we were going to take over the toys, et cetera, business. And um, within weeks, really, we closed. And our first day open was February 29th, leap year. Uh, we were open for like five days and then we closed to renovate and then we were open for three days and we closed for COVID. So it's been hard. I mean, I think I, someone walked in the other day and was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? So I feel like we didn't even really get a chance to introduce ourselves to the neighborhood. Um, that maybe there's a huge group of people who don't even know toys, et cetera, sold their business. So, um, We've got our work cut out for us, but we're, we're, we're ready for it. And what, what kind of um, changes did you make in the shop itself for, you know, those former Toys Etc. customers that now come to the space and see that it's different? What has changed? Everything. I mean, when you walk in, it's like a whole new place. The carpet is gone. Beautiful hardwood floors went in. Um, we got rid of the fixturing. We actually donated all the fixturing um, and put in uh, the play fixtures, which are these kind of white cabinet-like pieces. Um, and then we always mix in some kind of fun uh, displays made out of door tables that are made out of doors and, and fun things like that. Um, so literally we gutted it and started over. And not the walls, but but the internal pieces of it and started over. So it looks very different, um, light and bright, uh, airy, you know, in, in the toy industry, I would bet 90% of our merchandise is the same. It's just displayed different and maybe looks a little different, um, just because it's a little airier and roomier, but in terms of toys, they're still going to find amazing quality toys and playthings, um, great gifts, gift wrapping, all the things that I think people loved about toys, etc., including the staff, um, stayed with me. So when they walk in, it might look very different, but I, they'll get the same service and the, and the great quality toys. And how did you keep yourself busy during those first few weeks of close down? I feel like I kept seeing on Instagram that you were shopping for folks if they gave you a sense of like the age of the child and the type of gifts. And you just put that, you put together some really beautiful options for oh, people. So what's that you. process like? Yeah, I think about two days in, I thought, well, I can't just sit here. I've got loads of Easter merchandise <laughs> that I have to sell. Um, so I put together some cute like Easter, Easter boxes, we called them since we couldn't ship baskets. Um, or we could, but it wasn't, it wasn't logical. Um, and put them out on Instagram and Facebook and got a great reaction. So we started, we got so much reaction actually that we started doing phone calls or I started doing phone calls at this point. It was really just me. Um, so I would do half hour phone calls for six hours a day, um, walking people through who they were shopping for and picking stuff out for them. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I, it was exhausting, but it was, it was fun. Uh, and we did get some, some people from Andersonville who have become super amazing customers and, and uh, mouthpieces for the toy store up there, which is awesome. So it was uh, amazing that people really rallied and found people to ship Easter boxes to, even if it wasn't something they normally did just to support us. So it was great. Yeah, because I imagine, you know, I mean, I know, you know, being a parent in the neighborhood and, 
you know, toys, et cetera, was that kind of primary place to go to for, you know, last minute birthday presents um, that, you know, we really appreciated being wrapped on the go and we could just take it, you know, how has, how, how has you, how have you seen that shift, you know, with the pandemic and with birthday parties kind of no longer happening in the same way? Um, how have the shoppers changed for that? How, how has the gift buying changed? Yeah, it's, um, I just said to a customer the other day, until there are birthday parties again, our business just isn't going to be what it was. And uh, that's unfortunate, but true. Um, so we still get people coming in. I think there's still like family birthday parties happening or now that it's summer, there are some outdoor, uh, very small gatherings happening. Um, so we're still getting a little bit of that. We still do the wrapping. Um, we have to minimize our staff just to have um, as little contact time as possible. Um, so it works out because business has shifted as well. So uh, we're still providing great service, pick, helping people pick things out that are, that are perfect for their little one and still wrapping. It's just a lot less than it used to be because, you know, we don't have that swarm of Saturday morning shoppers. I've, I've got four birthday parties this weekend, this, 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 this. So, you know, we're, uh, trying to adapt the best we can so that we make it through this in a financially sound position to be here after COVID, whatever that, whatever that looks like and whatever that is. And I'm also curious to know about um, kind of, you know, product buying, you know, in the retail industry, how, you know, are there, how has that kind of changed? Are there products, you know, obviously you can take this time to kind of highlight a product that you're proud about have carrying in the store um, that you think some parents might be interested in. Um, but yeah, how I'm, I'm curious to know how, how your buying um, has changed. Yeah, the supply chain has been impacted by this. And I think that you'll, as a customer, people will see that the most during the holidays, there won't be that time to do a last minute reorder for us to get to you. Like um, planning early, shopping early is going to be very important this year for the people who really have something in mind that they want for their child or their their little person. So um, my buying is affected in that I, we're only allowed five people in our shop at a time. So there just isn't going to be the influx of people that there would be in a normal holiday shopping season. Um, so I've had to adjust my buying for that. And then secondarily, the, the idea that this supply chain problem will, will impact us and um, things that I know we sell every year, they're kind of evergreen products for us. Those are things that I'm making sure I have enough of if, if the manufacturer thinks they won't. Um, but, you know, I do think my buying has shifted in terms of actual merchandise um, we did way more outdoor toys than we would normally do um, scooters uh, bow and arrow sets like all these things to keep kids outdoors you know most people aren't vacationing like they would in a normal summer so parents are looking for these things to kind of fill that time um, and so we've you know we've definitely in, kind of invested more in in that for right now. At the beginning, it was puzzles and arts and crafts and construction indoor things because it was still a little chilly. But yeah, I think on every level, it's changed to some degree. Have you seen um, toy manufacturers or, or you know companies kind of adapt to COVID in that 
you know, obviously they're making more product, but are they kind of coming up with different kinds of toys or focusing more on toys that can be, you know, um, keep kids' attention in a different way or are more suited to be indoors and to be done, you know, by themselves or in a small group. Um, I think we're kind of, all parents are kind of like grasping at ideas to keep our kiddos entertained and happy and thriving um, during this time. And I'm always, so part of this question is like personal. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? But um, you're talking, you're talking to three moms here. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think that I don't, you know, unfortunately manufacturers can't, on some level can't adapt that quickly. Things are made overseas and and the the length of time to get them here and um, the fact that other countries were shut down at some point. So that's where that supply chain I was talking about earlier comes into effect. But I think that our manufacturers have done an amazing job in supporting us coming up with ways to drop ship items when we couldn't be open, but we could send things directly to people's house from their warehouse or things like that. So in that regard, our manufacturers have been amazing and really tried to adapt under circumstances that would normally just not have worked for them um, or made sense for them. Uh, So that's great. And, I think that in the specialty toy industry, uh, we all, we've always believed we've carried things that kids can sit and do on their own. Um, I think that the attitude has changed, that, that there's a lot of people think that they have to walk their kids through things when, when really you should be able to give them a lot of things that could be self-guided. It's, it's kind of hate using this word, but it's almost training them to do it by themselves, that you're not the, you're not the ringleader, you're not the show director, you're not the cruise director, you know, so I know that's hard, it's especially hard, I found um, in the stores, talking to parents who have an only child, where they don't have a sibling to, to play with, or to bounce things off of, or Yep, some here. regard mm-hmm. to, 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 <laughs> to fight with. You don't have the, the fights every day either, but um, yeah, I fight. think that that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I think that that's probably the parents that I'm seeing the most, like, I, please give me something. Like I need something to help. Um, we actually just did a kit for a, a mom the other day who's, partner was going to have to travel for the next three weeks. So we put together just a huge fun random art kit for their daughter um, that was met with rave reviews. So I, I think it's tapping into these things that you know can kind of get them to to play on their own for a while. And, and that self-directed play is so important developmentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it gets missed because so many parents are working parents. They're pre-COVID. And so the time that they do have, they, they're, they're interacting with their child and wanting to play with them where, where they're missing out on that kind of free play, self-directed play that really taps into their imagination and, and helps them develop and grow. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I've been asked the question, will you come play with me <laughs> or than ever before? And I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I, I, have to take the time to do it and it's important to kids to do that and it's um 
really, you know, crucial to uh, how they feel about themselves and for sure. how, they, how they're encouraged throughout the day. So it's, a, it's always a good reminder to like slow down and, and take that time to do that. Um, so a big basket of art supplies or whatever it is that they're into um, sounds appealing to me too. Um, uh, I think it's a fine balance between letting them have some time to play on their own. And, and obviously, especially with only children, they need interaction. So yeah, yeah. there's, there's, it's important for you to step in at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, gotten into a whole lot of, of, you know, online now they have at least like a whole bunch of how to draws. Yeah. So, yeah. We've been doing a lot of those and like, We've been um, ha- making a lot of handmade birthday cards and things like that. So art supplies have been, have been huge in this house. I mean, Heather herself made a handmade goodbye card recently. So, Cute. Um, <laughs> so you, um, you had a summer camp badge idea and kits. Can you talk about that program? Yeah, it, it, it again, like I, I was telling someone, I feel like my creativity, every time I think it's tapped out, you kind of dig a little deeper and find something else. And it was basically looking towards some kind of in May, I think I was looking towards summer thinking, well, guessing camps are going to start getting canceled. So what can we do to help parents get through this crazy summer? No camps, no vacations, like what to do? So um, I came up with the idea of summer camp. Uh, My designer and I like kind of halfway through, we were like, this is the most fun we've had in a long time coming up with these kits. So we came up with four kits that people pre-bought. That way I could plan the merchandise and have the inventory accordingly um, and get them ready. But there was a summer 101 where it was just kind of really basic summer stuff. And then we supplied a camp kit inside or camp directions, camp guide that kind of gave the parents ways to walk through the kits in different ways, extra activity ideas. Um, Each one had a Pinterest board that went along with it so they could go there for even more ideas. Um, Summer 101 was like, name your camp and make a sign with cardboard for your camp, like your camp and name your your bunk. Um, And it gave them all kinds of things to do with that. And then there was a, outdoor explorer badge where it was all outdoor stuff workbooks and and magnifying glass and bug jars and all that kind of thing um science experiment academy was one which was tons of science kits and then one was rainy day rainy play which was again like stuff to pull out during a rainy day when you are like i don't know what else to do um we got some great feedback i was I had, we had never done this before, so I had no idea what to expect. And the feedback was great in terms of, you know, God, it just gave us so many options on those days when we were like, well, we don't know, we don't know what to do today. Let's go to our summer camp kit and, and pull out some ideas. So um, looking ahead, we're thinking, you know, do we do one for fall break and winter break or kind of how do we play this out in a way that makes sense for everybody? Um, so we'll see, keep you posted. I think those, yeah, those would be so great, especially I think as the holidays come up too and possibly virtual school and <laughs> obviously virtual nice. school for CPS. So um, yeah, those are so awesome. And um, yeah, we're really excited to see what else you come up with. You've sort of done something similar with um, party favors too, correct? Or putting together party favors for some of these socially distanced birthdays that possibly are happening right now in the park. 
Yeah, that we've always done party favors, but um, it's been fun to kind of watch the parents adapt to how to do it differently. We had um, someone come and pick them up and then go pick up cupcakes and literally drop the party favor and a cupcake off at each house before the party, the Zoom party. Um, so it's been amazing to watch parents also tap into their creativity and all the cool things that they've come up with. So we've always done them, but we're doing them sort of with a random twist now, I guess, which is, which is fun. We've got to have fun or we'd all be crying right now. So. <laughs> uh, what other services can you talk to us about? And for our listeners, what services are you offering right now for shoppers? Um, I know there were a couple options on your website, but anything specific to Andersonville or um, what are, what are the options for folks? Yeah, we're still doing our complimentary gift wrap that never changes. Um, we will still do curbside pickup for those who do, are not comfortable coming into the shop. It's totally fine. We can still take phone appointments. The scheduler is down because it's been hard to kind of balance in-store shoppers and phone calls, but just call and call to make an appointment. Um, you can call Kristen in Andersonville. Um, I'm in Lincoln Park and Logan Square and kind of, we have other people at both shops. So you can always do that. Our website should be up in the next couple weeks. Um, knock on wood, uh, it's been a process. And then um, we still do delivery, which is we keep it relatively local within a mile or two of the store. Um, I did one in Andersonville this morning. Um, and we will ship for you. So uh, you can order and um, or come in the shop and put something together and we'll ship it out to your friend or relative anywhere in the continental United States for a flat rate. So that's what we're doing now. Um, for the holidays, we're working on things like um, shopping parties. So we can only have five people, but like five parents or friends can get together and book a night where they can come for like two hours and shop um, with just people they know. Um, we're working on Kind of gift holding gifts for people so if you did decide to shop early we would store them for you so there would be none of that little sneaky trying to figure out what the gifts are at home um so we're working on a lot of things for the holidays to try to still make it magical for you and the kids and um a few questions you know what are what are your open hours in andersonville um and then the second part is with your um website coming will that then give folks the ability to just order product from the website directly? Yep, so the website will function like at every other website. Um, so yeah, we'll hope to launch that in September. Um, and there'll be an option for in-store pickup. So again, if you wanted to just order something and pick it up in Andersonville the next day, possible. Um, I forgot your other question. Oh, store hours, oh, sorry. Yeah, store hours. Okay. So currently our store hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Right now we're just trying to limit our staff's exposure um, and kind of get back into some sort of groove. We're hoping to open again seven days a week, ideally in September, but you know, we'll, we'll look to see how things progress. I mean, everything's so day to day. We're not at the not anymore as much. It's a little more, at least month to month. But um, we'll work on getting back open seven days a week soon. And I need a birthday present for a two-year-old who lives in California. 
<laughs> pretty soon. What would you recommend? <laughs> Two-year-olds are so hard. Oh, yeah, they're um, very hard. <laughs> yeah. But we have some great two-year-old things. I actually just placed an order for some amazing art stuff for two-year-olds. There isn't a lot that's labeled under three. Mm -hmm. um, and I found a collection of things that are amazing. So that should be in soon. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So I'm sure I'll post about it because I think two-year-olds are the hardest. And a couple posts ago, I did one on a thing called a shape factory that we love. That's a perfect two-year-old. I also saw, I think it was this past week. Didn't you post about that, like, roll-up piano? Yeah. Yeah. It looks so, so cool. Heart, we'll have to put a photo you. of that in the show notes, maybe. It's, it's adorable. The hardest thing for us has been, ever since we opened, I've been a big believer in having as many demos out as possible. And we just can't do that with right now with all the touching and the germs. So um, that's probably been one of the hardest adjustments is not having a million products out to play with for grownups and kids. So hopefully we'll get back to that, you know, in a short amount of time. Yeah. And it must be just so like hard, you know, not, not just, having you know kids kind of frequent the store and just hang out and play for a while and then you know you always get the then guilty parent who have who's just <laughs> used an hour of free time free play time at your shop and then we'll we'll guilt buy fifty dollars we'll guilt buy time. yeah <laughs> yeah it's so hard it's it, yeah. I, I think the kids are so used to coming in and kind of having free reign and they don't anymore and it's it's it sucks this is not what I set the store up for and it's kind of you know, it's been a hard adjustment for me and for them. So we're going through it together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what are other ways, if, if you can think of any, Anne, that um, the Andersonville community and beyond can continue to support play um, through this time and into the future and hopefully when things get a little more open? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is to spread the word that were there, you know, we didn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hostile takeover of toys, et cetera. She willingly sold me the store and uh, we're so excited to be there. And we hate that we didn't get to really properly introduce ourselves to the neighborhood. Um, so spread the word and tell people about your experience. Um, if you loved the staff before, which I've gotten so many comments, um, you'll still love them. They're still there. Um, and uh, like any small business, it's as much of the uh, support comes from purchasing as comes from, you know, sharing a post or, or liking it or telling your friends about it. So that's, that's going to get us um, into the eyes and ears of the community in Andersonville and hopefully um, it'll make a difference. Well, we never were able to do like an official ribbon cutting for you, right? No, I know. So Every, we need everything. To, it was the worst timing. <laughs> we can we can still do that. We did one socially distanced um, ribbon cutting for a hair studio that opened up on Ashland. So we can oh, always nice. schedule that to like, you know, to to recognize you properly and <laughs> you know, and then it'll garner some some attention that some way attention. so that yeah, that people know that you're there and. Well, we're hoping to paint the front of the store. The awning up right away but we're hoping to get rid of that pastel paint um so as soon as we do that i'm up for a ribbon cutting <laughs> that sounds fantastic yeah. 
Final last question is, which Andersonville business would you like to trade places with and why? That's if you could do it for just a day. Question. Oh my God. You know, that's the other thing. I've barely gotten to explore the, the neighborhood because everything shut down, but I spent a little bit of time at um, Las Larson and the decor in there is so perfectly done. I just want to soak it up. I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to pick and plus they have Agreed. sweets. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's delicious and beautiful. We're with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've severely been missing my almond croissant. I don't think I've had one since February, so I'm very tempted to order one. I have to go by there for a tour this weekend, so maybe it'll be the day. Perfect. Perfect timing. (laughs) Well, thank you, Anne, for joining us today. Um, And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about play, please visit playtoysandbooks.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.